the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Don't make me start singing now, because I will. <laughs> Glad to have you guys here with me. It is hump day. Hump day. Yes, 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 it is. And But it's not just any hump day, because it's actually Friday Eve for us since uh, the injury. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Indeed, speaking of Jesus, it's because Friday is Good Friday. But have no fear, because we will have a great, if you miss any of uh, of tonight's show, or, you know, we're going to have a great best of and some great segments for you guys on Friday, Good Friday. Um, but I'm always in great spirits as I'm heading into the most important weekend for me as a Christian. In the meantime, though, before then, I've got the next two hours to share with you guys, and I just couldn't be more tickled. It's always an honor to be here with you guys, but even more so now that y'all got me for two hours, and I got you for two hours here on The Andrea K Show. Lots of ways you can contact us. My favorite way is for you to just give me a call right here and now on the show, 888-344-1170, 888-344-1170. We've got a new uh, Twitter account for you if you want to message us there. If you're still on Twitter, feel free to give us a little. It's so easy to message there and easy for us to get the messages there as opposed to Facebook. And the new Twitter account is at AK Show San Diego. And of course, we are streaming. We are online at theanswersandiego.com. Ooh, got so much to get into tonight. Great show. We've got to talk about this subway shooter. Another day, another FBI fail. Yeah, could be. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we've got uh, Bob Walters is going to be here since uh, we are closed for Good Friday. And let me tell you, I couldn't think of a better day because we've got such great news. Thank you, Jesus, coming out of Virginia. Thank Y'all going to want to? Yeah, you're going to want to stay tuned for that. And then also in next hour, we've got an old friend of ours and somebody that y'all love so much, Kurt Schlichter. A columnist from townhall.com is going to be here to talk about his article, (laughs) The Democrats' Death March to the Midterm Elections, The Death March to November. So, so much fun to have you guys tonight. And you know who makes it fun for me every night of the week besides you guys, my favorite people? It's this guy. It's DJ Potato Skins. And I'd like to say now that I'm getting paid exactly the same as DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Did last year. It's funny because it's true. We all might be excited for your second hour, Andrea, our second hour, but uh, liberals aren't. No, no, they're not excited for any of this. Um, And that's okay because I'm not here to please liberals. I'm here to please myself. (laughs) And honestly, that's true. I started doing the show because I had a passion for this country. I don't advocate for party or Paul. I advocate for this country, for conservatism, for America. That's what I'm about. And that's not exactly what the left movement is in this country right now. So, you know, I'm not I'm not surprised that they're not happy. Um, Okay, so yesterday, 
A manhunt was underway for a person of interest. And I think I mentioned on last night's show, I was a little perplexed. I mean, my hinky meter was going off the charts because I couldn't understand why, aside from the fact that it was a little too much of a kawinky dink, that the cameras weren't rolling at the time when this went down on our subway systems. This is a transit and the biggest, most, some people say, the city of the United States of America in a post 9-11 world. How did we not have in our, in the MTS system? The Metropolitan Transit System cameras rolling. How did they? How did that happen? Still, I mentioned on last night's show, Skins. Didn't I say that things were starting to just be a little odd to me? Something wasn't adding up. It wasn't adding up because I, 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 we have done so many segments talking about the Jan Six defendants, talking about the FBI entrapment case from Whitmer and beyond, talking about how when, when you think about the technology the FBI used to round up people that never even made it into the Capitol. Right, just on imagery, on through uh, using a variety of different methods of technology to even find somebody who lived out in the woods where there was no internet. No, I mean, I don't even know how they found some of these people for weeks after January 6th. I mean, they were using all kinds of technology, showing pictures of people, uh, spreading it all over Twitter. I'm like, how was this guy not been found yet? And one of the reasons why he wasn't found, and we talked about this last night, it, it, it so much about when, when immediately, anytime, and this has been the history now for a while, anytime there is any kind of mass attack, whether it's um, when there was, a, a, I think it was, was it a, a Jewish temple member? We ne- never heard any follow up on the Jewish temple in Minneapolis, right? Or was it a C? I can't remember what it was. Um, that we never heard any follow up on that. But uh, the, the mass shooting in Las Vegas, we to this day, we have no motive for why 500 people were shot down. Um, we know that any time that there's been a mass attack, the media rushes to try to frame the narrative and try to see if they can pin it on it was Tea Party people with with the Sarnayev brothers and Aurora it was a Tea Party person. It's always a rush to try to blame conservatives. Now the latest thing is to try to blame Trump supporters, i.e. the narrative that was began to be pushed out in 2016 was that um, all Trump supporters, the greatest threat in this country, which includes Trump supporters, are white nationalist and, uh, you know, militia groups, right? So in the course of that, if there is a mass attack, if there's any way that they can reference the Republican Party, if there's any way they can reference the color of skin and call it a white person, they'll do so. And if they don't mention the color of somebody's skin or their race, we can assume who it is. And so I mentioned this last night. And and that's not the most important element. The most important element was they were trying to cover some political ideology behind it. But think about, and, and to the degree that they either didn't mention the description of the man, how can you find a suspect if you don't describe what they look like? The whole point of if you're a victim of a crime they call and they ask you to describe the suspect who perpetrated the crime and if the media is not going to put out the description how are you going to find the guy how are you going to solve a crime how are you going to protect people if the, i said this after 9-11 when nobody when nobody was connecting the dots right and you couldn't say that it was an act of islamic terror right because oh then you're profiling i said look if a gang of little blondes from from you know sorority girls out of LSU took down some towers or committed acts of terror, I would expect people in France to be looking at me funny if I was walking down the street if France had been attacked by you know a, a group of little blondes. Right? We've got to be accurate in the description. That's the whole point. But they didn't do this last night. In fact, they many outlets. I didn't even hear this at the time we were live last night. Many outlets reported him as just dark skinned. 
Well, that's not an accurate description of anybody. But then it makes matters worse to me is I, I, I started thinking, okay, well, that's bad enough on the media, but where's law enforcement? He's now, the suspect has been arrested, Frank James, and the reports are he's in federal custody, but it wasn't the feds who arrested him. So I started looking at the FBI's Twitter feed thinking, well, what did the FBI do in an attempt to try to find this guy? They did not put out one tweet with a bolo, be on the lookout with this man's face. Not one. Not one. Today, the mayor comes out. We did it. We got this guy. Well, first of all, who's we? It was Crime Stoppers put out the the bolo with this guy's description and a picture of him from the street because the MTS images were down. And it was some local person who, who did a hat tip to the police. Nobody in law enforcement. Nobody, particularly the FBI. And he, and he was on the loose for 24 hours. How does that happen? When you know the ability that they have to round up anybody. It's astounding to me. And they knew what was on his social media profiles. In fact, they knew who he was. This is a man who had nine arrests in his background, including violent acts, one of which was a criminal, uh, some type of criminal sexual assault. He had actually been on an FBI terror watch list. Like the Sarnayev brothers, like the dude who shot up Pulse nightclub. Major Nadal Hassan should have been on a terror watch list because he had Warrior for Allah on his business card. The couple that shot up the Christmas party at San Bernardino, she was brought here on a fiancé visa. That was at a time in which they refused, the FBI counterterrorism unit refused to look at anything related to jihad in terms of their in- investigations, including social media, when she had all, of, all over her social media that she had get, gone to jihadi camps, schools, Right. This guy had been on an FBI terror watch list and he was removed. And yet they didn't put out one tweet yesterday looking for him. Um, Another thing that, that came to mind, and I think I talked about this last night with Michael Schwartz, is the immediate rush. Another thing in crafting the narrative is the immediate rush is to, and a lot of people saying, before I move on from this with, with the FBI, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, is this, did the FBI manufacture this? Well, that's a reasonable question when you look at what they did in terms of manufacturing, in terms of literally manufacturing a kidnapping plot in Michigan that included over a dozen federal agents at the local level and even included Christopher Ray. And then they tried to manufacture the, a kidnapping plot with Virginia, with Governor Northam. So, I, I, but I do not believe at this point. Absolutely do not believe that this was the FBI trying to cook up some some plot here. I don't believe that at all. But what I do believe is that the FBI, which has become completely politicized, has joined the DOJ in overlooking and in continuing to push out the false narrative that the greatest threat that this company, this country faces, which was just mentioned last week, was uh, white supremacist, white nationalist and armed militia groups. And that's just simply not the case. In fact, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to play an audio of this guy, and you can hear from himself as to what his, his, his agenda was, what his ideology was, and, and, and who he was. And you can, you can decide for yourself how this man pushing this ideology was taken off the FBI terror watch list. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego.
news, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Did y'all know we had a 24-hour hotline available to you guys? 88 not 888-844-814-5227. I put out a question earlier on Facebook today because I like talking about things besides just politics. And, I, and, and I, I'm also very much into relationships. These guys know here, I love to give my relationship advice. So I kind of put out a question earlier today on Facebook and I said, hey, um, what are you men looking for in women? Because I see polls all the time asking women what they're looking for from, from, from men, but nobody ever asks men what they're looking for from women, right? And so some he said, oh, that's a great topic for the show. Well, we've, we're, we've got so much to get into tonight. We don't really have a topic, a whole segment set aside for that. But you can either call in live right now, 888-344-1170, and quickly tell me if you want, you know, something really quick. Keep it, keep it short. I like, you like tall, dark, and handsome. You like, you know, blonde, whatever. Uh, keep a G, though. We're, we're a rated G show. Um, or you can also call a 24-hour line at 844-814-5227. And uh, we are, we heard you callers. We, we are going to talk about the Texas border situation. We've got that lined up uh, for at the top of the next hour. So we ain't ignoring what's happening at the southern border, the border that matters. Um, okay, before the break, we were talking about the subway shooter. And uh, for me, so much of this story is hashtag FBI fail. Right. I mean, more, you know, where would the FBI, he's in federal custody, but not because of anything the FBI did that I could, that I could tell. Steve Rogers today, who has been on the show before, was a part of, um, remember after 9-11, one of the issues we had with 9-11 was that we didn't, we had all these agencies, intelligence operations and in law enforcement agencies, and none of them were communicating with the, with each other. And they came up with some joint, um, I can't remember what it's called. I, I wrote it down earlier. It was called the Joint Terrorism Task Force, and they actually created something called a fusion center, right? So um, how how was that not implemented here? How is it that, that it's clear that the police department and the FBI were not communicating with each other about this? There was no, no FBI really involved here. He had been removed from the, from the terrorist watch list. This guy's social media was full of nothing but hate. And so I don't know how you could be removed from a terrorist watch list when your social media, if you're a conservative, Juanita Broadwick was banned and pulled off of social media because she said something, uh, you know, uh, that uh, questioning the COVID shots. But this guy's got social media full of, I mean, all kinds of violence ideation and the FBI takes him off the terrorist task force. Right. And then now I'm hearing uh, earlier, I was like hat tip to the local who called crime stoppers. And now I'm hearing it was himself. So, you know, so, so the mayor comes out and says, Hey, we did it. We caught this guy. No, he turned himself in. Police did nothing. Y'all did nothing. We had, it looks like we had more FBI involved going to research a noose at Bubba Wallace's NASCAR garage, right? We had more FBI agents going to check on Jesse Smollett with a tuna salad, tuna salad sandwich in hand with his phony hoax. And I'm not kidding you. Then we did seemingly have the FBI paying attention to a man who was on the terror watch list who was convicted of nine violent criminal acts in the past the gun he purchased was not a ghost gun it was purchased at a federal i want to make sure i get it right he purchased his gun from a federally authorized dealer how is it that a guy answer me federal government how a guy on the on the federal uh 
FBI terror watch list with the arrest record he had was able to go into a federally authorized dealer and get a gun. But Biden's worried about ghost guns. Yeah, exactly. We're, th- this is a major fail, and it should be of great concern to us, particularly since the ideology behind this man is, is similar to ideology that we heard that was blowing up the country by, with BLM and Antifa. I want you to hear it from, for yourself. And I tell the American Negro this, I keep telling you the same thing. White people and black people, as we call ourselves, should not have any contact with each other. You still refuse to understand this. You want to make up some story about some Jesus and the Bible said dumb shit. They don't see it that way. They hate your guts. And why do they hate your guts? Because they know that your rightful place is as a slave in this country. They know that. You're the only one that doesn't realize that. And now you want to be equal to them by force. They didn't choose to elect. They didn't elect to make you an equal. You had to force them to make you an equal. And now they're just getting more angry and more angry. The anger is building up. And nothing can happen here differently than what happened over in Europe with the Jews. I want you to believe that that's possible. I want you to delude yourself and tell yourself that could never happen here. That could never happen here. Those are famous last words. That could never happen here. Yes, it could, and it will. Um, that's disturbing on so many levels. First of all, it, it actually hurts my heart. It actually hurts my heart. Because that's not what our country is about. And I will say that that will never happen here. We, we are never going to treat black people in this country like what happened in the Holocaust. In some ways, I hear that and I think how in the, he should, how, how is it that you question a shot on social media and that's considered dangerous. You, you're, if you're a parent, you go to a school board meeting and you're subject to the counterterrorism unit under Merrick Garland. But this guy can try to inflame. When you think about what he was saying there in that message, he was literally trying to inflame the anger and the hatred and racial division in this country, trying to take us back. And And I almost... And don't and don't get me wrong. Um, uh, you know, I, I, he. I feel like he was undercharged. He was charged today with terrorism against a transit, um, you know, system. No, it, it was an attempted murder of a whole lot of people. He's looking at facing life in prison. He tried to murder countless people. He should have been charged with domestic terrorism. It should have never happened. It could have been prevented. It could have been prevented if he had not been taken off the terror watch list and he had actually been watched. Right. Shouldn't have been allowed to to buy a gun, right? It just goes to show gun control doesn't work. This guy on a terror watch list with this kind of crap all over his social media is able to go in and buy a gun. Well, it goes back to what we said, Andrea. If they want to commit the crime, they're going to find a way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We had, this was, and to see the authorities in New York City today bragging as though this was some kind of success that he was brought in, he was brought into custody is just 
angers me so much. I tell you what, what, and, and then of course they immediately rush to the, to the second uh, amendment, how we got to take guns away from people. And I'm thinking, you know, uh, he wouldn't have been able to be on the loose. There wouldn't have been a suspect running. We wouldn't have needed to even depend on the FBI to do their job. If we had Americans not had their, um, their, their second amendment rights violated, it's not supposed to be infringed upon. And people have the right to defend themselves in New York city. What if, what if there was conceal and carry in New York City and those 29 people of different you know, races and backgrounds were able to defend themselves? How would that situation have turned out? Well, uh, you know, as Michael Schwartz said on the show last night, there was over two million instances in the United States of America and last year. didn't even year. have to fire a shot. Didn't even have to fire a shot. But whether we're talking about Aurora shooting or Pulse nightclub, you know, um, uh, these are or for schools, for so many schools, gun-free zone. You know, these 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 gun control laws and these gun free zones and all this kind of stuff, they only work against the law abiding people and they leave the law abiding people as sitting ducks, leave the law abiding as sitting ducks. But to me, this is, should be a cautionary tale against the po- how politicized the FBI and the D and all of our law enforcement agencies have, have become. It was even politicized. I was referencing the Joint Terrorism Task Force after 9-11. You know, we, you know, uh, uh, that was politicized. You couldn't, you know, we had, you know, 90-year-old ladies from Des Moines, Iowa being, you know, um, patted down in airports because, you know, we couldn't correctly say that it was Islamic terrorists that killed people on 9-11, right? We, we can't be honest about the ideology. But what I want to say also about this man, and this is not to... Um, no sympathies towards him. He is evil. He is a monster. He is absolutely a monster. However, is what is 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 the message that he put out there very much different from the CRT that's being taught in schools? It's all full of hate. It's it's about how America is, is systemically racist as a country that um, white people are uh, in this country are systemically. This is why they're teaching CRT in schools to little kids, because basically, you know, we got to get them young because white people are inherently racist in America. And if we don't get them young, then so, you know, I'm not defending him. But in fact, I guess instead of it being viewed as a defense of what I'm saying, it should be viewed as a cautionary tale when you're thinking. Think about when you're what you're doing when you're pumping in, into the minds of Americans hopelessness if you're a person of color, that you can't achieve anything in the, if you're a person of color, that you've got a target on your back if you're a person of color. And this guy even pushing out there that America you know, wants to, to force you back into slavery and, 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 and tends to pull a holocaust on you. What we should be doing is looking at this and going, you know, could we, you know, is all of this hatred language and violence ideation? Because he had images on his social media of Black Lives Matter. There was a meme of a Black Lives Matter guy with a hoodie on, you know, pointing a pistol at somebody. This is straight out of Black Lives Matter. Straight out of Black Lives Matter messaging. I'm with you. When, when I heard this clip for the first time earlier today, Andrea, and my heart sunk. It, it hurt. Yeah. Because that, first of all, that that anybody would feel that way. Well, it's 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 divorced from the reality of this country, but so is because it's not it's not where we're at. You you know, you can't you can't really, uh, you know, view America um, realistically and and reach that conclusion. So it is it is uh, devoid of any reality, but so is the CRT messaging that's being taught to kids. 
in this country and being injected into in, into boardrooms across this country, injected even into the Museum of, of History in Washington, D.C. at, you know, um, uh, um, like the Seattle city of Seattle we talked about and all of our offices across the country. So um, a difficult story today to talk about difficult. Uh, it, it's a difficult topic, but it's one that we've got to talk about. We have to be really years ago in 2012. I'll wrap with this Condoleezza Rice at spoke. And I've mentioned this many times because I thought it was so eloquent. Um, she spoke at the 2012 Republican convention when Mitt Romney was the nominee and she, you know, and then she grew up. She, I think she went to the same church and school where there's where the two little girls in Montgomery, Alabama, where, where the bombing took place. So if anybody, you know, knows about oppression in this country and our history and has felt it and lived it, it was Condoleezza Rice. But she's an example of the greatness of this country and how what, what we were about at a, at a certain time in our country is not where we are today. And the opportunities are endless for every American in this country. If you can if you can dream it and are willing to work hard for it enough, you can achieve it. And she talked about the the twin sides of the coin that if you tell people all day long that they've got a reason to feel aggrieved they're going to believe it and the twin side of that is an entitlement a sense of entitlement and they're going to feel entitled to take whatever they want and to act out in order to take it there's lots that we can we can learn from the situation but uh one of which is that we need uh, we need to re- reboot it, our FBI because it's become too politicized and and we're we're grateful today that nobody lost their lives on the subway reboot top to bottom reboot top to bottom speaking of a reboot there's going to be a reboot in Loudoun County involving a school board and Bob Walters is going to be here when we come back to tell you all about it so don't go away 888-344-1170 this is the Andrea K show on AM 1170 the answer San Diego Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K show 888-344-1170. You can also message me at andreakshow.com or message me or tweet at me at AK show. San Diego. Um, it may not be Friday. It may be Wednesday, but that's okay. Bob Walters is here anyway. It doesn't have to be on a Friday when Bob visits with us. And it's always good to have him on here, especially when there's good news coming out of Loudoun County, Virginia and other places. Hey, Bob. How you doing? Good. good thanks. All right. I guess I can start with the Loudoun County story. There's actually a couple of different points in Virginia, which are worth bringing up for good news. Uh, first of all, the chief of staff for Virginia's Loudoun County School District has been fired under a still secret investigation into sexual assaults by a boy who was allowed to stay in classes. Hard to believe. What? So what? Say, what, what? What? Say that again? The chief uh, of staff for Virginia's Loudoun County School District has been fired after a still secret investigation into sexual assaults by a boy who was allowed to stay in class despite his sexual attacks by this, by this administrator. Wow. I know, hard to believe. Yeah. And also in Virginia, the Virginia governor, uh, Youngkin, posted a measure as part of his campaign pledge to empower parents' involvement in their kids' education. The new law passed when two conservative Democrats voted for it. The Department of Education must develop model policies for parental notification and all districts have to comply 
by January 1 next year. And if requested, a student has to be given alternative assignment from the sexually explicit contact that might already be taking place in that school district. So two points of good news, I guess, in Virginia. It's an active state. That's that's a fact. Well, yeah, I also heard another piece of good news and that what Glenn Youngkin did was he changed the rules to where when it comes to uh, the school board members that he what he did was instead of he amended a bill that puts all of the nine Loudoun County school board members on the ballot during this year's November election and year earlier than planned. So instead of letting them just sit there for another year trying to push their CRT nonsense and all their other nonsense, he's like, nope, I'm putting I'm putting them on the ballot. Uh, He said the last few years uh, uh, just absolutely signified some real changes. Um, with the board. And so in the spirit of transparency and accountability, my amendment gives parents the ability to elect their school board. The election, uh, can, the election can reflect the will of the parents. So, so three victories in Virginia. Yes. Yes. So that's amazing news. And let me tell you what happened in Virginia can happen all across this country. Parents went to the school board. Things, videos went viral. Things uh, became trans transparent as to what was going on and that ended up uh, uh, getting a republican governor elected who handled matters so we we need to be encouraged by this well absolutely it's been a good development yes some other good news fed up a couple in baltimore has decided to sue the school district for failure to spend tax money effectively to educate children remember this is a district that has 41 percent of the students in high school with an under 1%. <laughs> okay. Wow. But Giovanni and Shawana Patterson favor school choice, but hope their action in court will make public schools better. So we'll see what happens with their lawsuits. They just filed it this week. Well, good for them. I mean, yeah. let, let that sink in for a minute. 41% of the students in this high school have an under 1% GPA. <laughs> I mean, why, why even have kids go to school at that point? They're wasting their time. Taxpayer money is being wasted. It's, it's insane. It really is. I never saw anything so low as what this one is. But anyhow, then in the, moving on, you got doctors Sedona Mose of Savannah State University with Elisa Terry has announced a program they hope will grow nationally to mentor middle and high school girls of color, just as the boys are now experiencing in a number of school districts around the nation. Mm-hmm. They hope to foster positive self-perception, self-respect, encourage excellence in education, and pursuit of long-term dreams. This is for females in school. That's awesome. It's good that they've expanded it, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Then you got South Carolina passed a bill to keep males out of female sports despite massive Democrat opposition. The final vote, however, ended up being 82 to 28, and it's effective uh, last week. So, Well, this is awesome. And, you know, I, I don't know who the 28 are who voted to stop this, but that's actually a good margin, 82 to 28, to keep males out of female sports. So um, this is that's a win. It is. It's solid. You got Harry Jackson, a former PTA president at Thomas Jefferson High School in Fairfax County, Virginia, was facing libel and slander charges in court after claiming that the new admissions policy in his district was race-based and eliminated standardized testing to get in. But a judge had just ruled yesterday that the policy and did discriminate against Asian Americans and eliminated the case against him and dropped out of court. Wow. You know what? We're seeing this discrimination against Asian Americans in schools 
from at, at every grade level all the way up through colleges and universities because the Democrats want they don't like a merit based society. They they're happy with kids in school districts with a lower than one percent GPA, and but they want those kids lower lower than a one point GPA one one percent GPA to be able to get into schools. They don't they don't they kids coming out of these public schools can't compete with the Asian American students that are. Uh, that are you know for over four point whatever GPA, right. so they want to discriminate against the Asian Americans. And you've reported on the success in San Francisco about the school board mem- members getting kicked off of there. Um, you know, the Asian American community is really a, a community the Republican Party should really be reaching out to because uh, across the country, in the schools especially, they're just really being discriminated against. Yeah, it is bad, and I'm glad they are beginning to rise up themselves, not just us defending them, but they're doing their own battles as well, which is great. Yeah. All right, then you got a Republican candidate for governor and the mayor of a town called Sandy, Oregon, Stan Pullman, has called out what he describes as a radical agenda in the second largest school district in the state. The new LGBTQ policies encourage teachers to embrace K-12 curriculum which embraces gender and sexual diversity with no limitation down to kids as young as four years old. So, wow, the battle is spreading even as the blue states, which is, that's a surprise because Oregon's a pretty, pretty blue state. Yeah. Actually a battle going up by a Republican candidate for governor. So he might do what happened in Virginia. Wow. Yeah. We got to keep our eye on that race. Yep. In Alabama, Governor Kay Ivey, signs a law banning puberty blockers and gender transition surgeries for anyone under age 19 and makes it a 10-year offense if they're caught doing it. You know what? She's my hero of the week. She is my hero of the week. Kay Ivy, we love you. We need more people to um, in this country. We need more elected officials to have this kind of courage. Trying to get her on the show, too. Yeah, yeah. We reached out to her office to get her on the show, so I'm glad you brought this up. That's awesome. Yeah. She's a nice lady. All right, uh, final new, new news was dozens of California parents of gender dysphoric teens, as well as multiple associations representing medical professionals, have denounced proposed legislation which would force medical providers in this state to promote gender-affirming and trans-inclusive health care, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> this is Senate Bill 923. So I'm urging everyone to think, make a note of that, Senate Bill 923. Contact your state senators and oppose this thing. Dr. Michael Laidlaw from Rockland, California, told Epic Times that this bill is extremely dangerous and would promote experimental treatments over sound medical procedures. Yeah, um, this is this is tyranny. You know, we and the the medical system has just become so corrupt. You know, they've got they're threatening to take doctors' licenses away from them if if they, um, you know, give medical exemptions for shots or if they prescribe known therapeutics. And now they're you know trying to force doctors to mutilate children. And so, um, yeah, this is a bill that we, that we've got to stop. All right. Speaking of stopping, we've got to take a tiny little break right now, but Bob Walters is going to stay over with us and you need to do so as well. Give us a buzz here. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K show on AM 1170. The answer San Diego. AK dynamite and address or just Andrea K. 
whatever you call her. Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. And you can call me anytime at 888-344-1170. One question I put out on Facebook today. Somebody said, you should do this topic on your show. What are you men looking for in women? What do you want? And keep it G if you do call in. You can also message me at our new Twitter account at AK Show San Diego. Continuing with, with my buddy Bob Walters, education contributor. We've had some good news so far. What you got for us in college crazies? Well, I just got one, um, and that's an article by Lou Rockwell, who's a, a well-known and respected analyst of education, states that American colleges and universities, the so-called institutions of higher learning, have become communist re-education camps where students are subject to endless propaganda and compelled to mouth agreement mm-hmm. with political slogans. Just as in Orwell's 1984, which, by the way, has now been banned in most campuses of the really? United States. Yeah, because it's too close to the truth of what's going on, I guess. I don't know. Uh, wow. Anyway, free speech is being destroyed under the guise of wokeism. Even UCLA now requires that new hires provide proof of their past dedication to equity, diversity, and inclusion, EDI. Not even present staff have to prov- now even present staff have to provide diversity statement to keep their jobs or get promoted and pro- and provide proof that they are so strongly in the program for equity. How do you pro- how do you provide proof of past dedication to equity, diversity and inclusion? This is all kind of new stuff. It is. It's like, you know, you got to be kidding. It's just it's a joke. It's just crazy. Um yeah, uh but the fact that Orwell's 1984 has been banned at UCLA and most of the universities in America, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, well, uh, because it's the truth. They got, they've got to hear, hear kids and parents are, are spending, spending enormous amount of money to send their kids to these institutions of learning, and they're, they're keeping them from learning. Yeah, it's sad. College is when you're supposed to be expanding your mind and, and expanding your thought process and learning critical thinking and analytical thinking and what they're but instead they're being told what to think. They're being to, told what to think and what to believe. Well, Sewell, you know, he's a great writer. Yeah. He's gone he's got a new book out that points out that it was the counterculture generation which first abandoned traditional religion, eschewed acceptable standards of dress, thumbed its nose at authorities and that generation of their forebears respected. He notes that they made uh, elitism the enemy, mm-hmm. only to become the elites themselves. So he's saying that the, the, today that the parents of the, of the uh, children um, are the ones that really allowed this to happen because they, they didn't pay attention. They just didn't do anything to stop it. We're going back to the 60s yeah. with the, the beatnik kids. And... Uh, so he's read a good story about how the fact that that's when it started. That's when the seeds occurred and the parents just let it happen. And of course, it gets worse and worse as time goes on. Well, yeah, well, I, I thought all the 60s people, that generation was all about, you know, question authority and question the establishment and, um, you know, peace and love yeah. and live and let live. And now it's, <laughs> you know, the establishment gets to rule all over you and tell you how to live and tell you what to think. And if you and if you think anything else or you believe anything else that, you know, you deserve to be to be destroyed through cancel culture. Yeah, it's pathetic. Yeah, it is. We've only got a couple minutes left. What else you want to share with us tonight? Seattle has a reputation of being a leader in the racial equity, equity and ethnic studies programs in the nation. But, but how is that working for them now? The reality shows it is worse, 
racial disparities in the nation in getting worse. Carno Grill, director of ethnic studies, turns out to be a toxic liar. She's done many stories expressing how uh, the focus on racial oppression did not create resiliency, but in fact created despondency. She had to go on leave for mental health in, in 2019 and still gone. So there's no one in charge of their <laughs> racially divided program. Well, look, you know, it, it, all of these programs are a fail. What, what is, let's wrap with this. What it was, what should be taught is the truth that the, the foundation, the great experiment that was the United States of America, which was founded on that you're not entitled to have anything except opportunity. And that if you could dream it and were willing to work hard enough for it, you could achieve it. That nothing yep. that, that you weren't owed anything. Right. Yep. And that and it was on that basis with a free market system and a, and a, and a capitalist system that it was on that basis that the United States of America has created the most technological innovations in the history of the world, become the most prosperous nation in the history of the world, and therefore providing the greatest level of humanitarian aid in the history of the world, on top of being um, the world's police force and saving the rest of the world from communism, Marxism, totalitarianism, pick your ism, right? And so um, they're trying to flip it and trying to, to um, indoctrinate kids into destroying the greatest history of the greatest nation in the history of, of the world and to try to usher in all the systems that we defeated in the past that are failures. Absolutely. And here you got one. When he ran for president, Biden told voters in Georgetown, South Carolina, in February 2020, I am not a charter school fan because it takes away from the options available and money from public schools. And so if I become president, I will do away with the whole notion of charter schools. And that's exactly what he's doing now. He just had the Department of Education pass rules and requirements that such schools have to go through tough hoops or lose their $440 million of federal money in uh, economic depressed areas, which is (laughs) sad and pathetic. Well, that is sad and pathetic because, you know, they want to keep kids in public schools like you reported on the the uh, the area. I think it was in uh, a different county in Virginia where they've got, you know, 40 something percent of the students have below, uh, you know, a one point oh GPA. Yeah. All right, Bob, we're out of time. I want you to thank you so much for coming on. Wish you a very, very happy Easter. I hope the I hope your Easter basket is full of all kinds of yummies. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, my dear. All right. Take good care. All right. Now, you guys stay tuned because we got more coming up. I know we had a caller earlier wanting to talk about the Texas border. Well, Texas sent some illegals across the border all the way to D.C. We're going to be talking about that and more. So you're going to want to stay tuned for us. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer San Diego. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.